I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is hump day, January the 24th in the year of the Lord 2024. This is episode, or it's Hour 2 of episode 1008 of the Brian Hanks Show presented. And I know that's probably really loud. Let me know. Is it good? Uh, Hey, look, he's had a lot of firearm training. He probably needs a little louder. (laughs) Probably very well might, but uh, it it is hour two of episode 1008 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour today, and if you are listening on 252 uh, Fox Sports in uh, Greenville and New Bern, then you did miss our first hour today. Go to brianhanks.com. You'll be able to listen to uh, Kinston. I like to call him Kinston's Renaissance, man. What do you think, Sheriff? I agree. (laughs) There you go. Uh, uh, Mike Martin uh, joined me for the entire entire hour we talked pga we talked biscuitville we talked sand in the streets uh what man we talked about a little bit of everything we hit a lot we hit a lot we hit the uh we let you know everything is going on uh local sports wise too but I tell you what, we've, we've classed up the joint. Look at, Dude, look the, at the sheriff, man sitting I over here. The sheriff must have thought we were going to be on television. He is looking good. He, and look, he got the Hubert Davis memo. Yeah. Yeah. Hubert Davis started wearing a sports coat and everything went up for the Tar Heels. That's I, right. I think, uh, I think good times are ahead for uh, Lenore County. I mean, Sheriff, look at this. I mean, I've got shorts on. I've got a, a, a rain top, whatever you want to call it. I knew Mike Martin was going to be here this morning, so I was going to show up in my uh, – Hey, look at it. It's my Wednesday off. It's my Wednesday <laughs> off. Every other Wednesday I'll be uh, – I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick it up, but – um, You're right. Usually he comes I, in. He's a. Uh, I call. He, that's one of the reasons I call him the Renaissance Man. He's the best dressed man in Kingston. Uh, he is. Come on now. Come well, on. Now. Not come this on. morning, but most <laughs> mornings, yes. Most mornings, he is. Listen, we're incredibly honored uh, to have uh, here in the studio with us today uh, the sheriff of uh, Lenore County, Jackie Rogers. I don't know if you heard us uh, pontificating in the first hour, Sheriff, but uh, I don't mind saying it again. Uh, and, and again, I feel like I need to add this disclaimer like I did in the first hour, uh, Mike. But, uh, you know, I worked for your predecessor for three or four years, and I, an honorable man. He, it was cool. But I'm telling you, you've just taken – I've never seen anyone in a political office, whether it be sheriff or county commissioner or city council person or whatever. And I, Mike agree with that has been as transparent and has been as open in their office as you have been. And I'm in in the interest of full disclosure, I do need to say too, I work for you. I'm mean, I'm the public information officer for Lenore County, so I work at your behest and Michael James and uh, Pam Brown and you know everybody in the county. But uh, I can tell you being behind the scenes with you, and I'm not going <laughs> to believe me. I'm not going to go into the, some of the behind the scenes stuff, but no one has ever been as transparent uh, in an office the way that you have been. And I don't know, uh, Mike was telling me this that I didn't even know that was part of your campaign platform right. was that's what you wanted to do. So just address that just before we talk about a couple other things that just well, uh, how transparent, go ahead. Let Mike. me step in real quick. Yeah. Cause I don't work for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I will say, you know, Jackie Rogers is the least political person I've ever known to that is holding a political position. In fact, um, I had the good fortune of introducing Jackie at, at one of his uh, events uh, when he was running, and I, I attended several others. And yeah, you know, at one of the events, there was—I mean, it was 
that specific event was more politically driven. And after the event, Jackie came over to me and was like, I really don't like the fact that, that they presented it that way because I'm a share. I'm running to be the sheriff of all people in Lenore County, yeah. not just, you know, one, one, one yes. party or the other. Yeah. And, and I think that that's incredibly important. And yeah, there are, there are, elected positions that have no business being political and the first of that should be sheriff maybe judge as well but you know um and and i'm really proud of you for that that it's easy to get sucked into that game yeah that, that political vortex for sure uh and i agree with what he said there but i wanted you to just address uh your thoughts on open government, you know, and especially in the position you're in, your transparency uh, uh, as being the sheriff of Lenore County. Well, it's it's not my office. It's the people's office. The, the office of the sheriff is the people's office, and I think they should have full access to it, uh, especially when things go on, um, like the death in the jail or anything else. I think you f- should be full transparent with the, with the community and with the media, and um, and I've hopefully done that. And um, so it's um, – I mean, that's just how I feel. Um, personally, I feel that way. I, I feel that, you know, I'm not a politician. I, I will tell you exactly what I, I feel about something. I will give you an opinion on everything. Um, but I will not speak on something I don't know about. If yeah. I don't know about it, I won't speak about it. I will tell you this uh, following our, and I'm not going to reveal who it was, but one of the TV reporters uh, messaged me last night and thanked me. And I was like, you know, hey, I've never seen I told you it was going to happen, Sheriff. <laughs> But uh, I'm telling you, that tour that you gave yesterday, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, you talk about behind – it wasn't behind the scenes. It was on the scene and all that. It was just uh, – what what motivated you to do that, uh, to, to give those TV reporters and uh, Christy Kelly from uh, News News the, the kind of access that no reporters ever had before in the history of uh, Lenore County Jail? I think we don't have anything to hide. I yeah. mean, people talk about it. You can read comments and things like that. And if people don't know and they, they don't see it firsthand, you know, they don't believe it. I, we don't have nothing to hide. We go in there and do our job. And it's a thankless job in the jail, too. Um, we, and we have some great employees. But, you know, they don't see it firsthand. I wanted you to see it firsthand what we look at every day and what we deal with every day. And um, so that's why I did it. I, I You know, I. I think we should have held the press conference in the jail, and that's what I told you. That's that. where we held the press conference in the that's jail, awesome. Mike. That's I mean, awesome. About so, people, uh, need, people need to be aware of those things, and I think it's something that I know I, as a citizen of Lenore County, it, the jail is probably the least of my concerns when I think about the scope of what the sheriff's department covers. Um and 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 I am a person who I, I want people taken care of with dignity, you know, regardless of their circumstances and why they're there. Um, I, I think that, that people deserve respect and dignity, and, and I know respect is a big thing for you, Sheriff. Um, but, you know, it, it, in the grand scheme of things, I think citizens, for the most part, that, that's on the back burner of concerns. And I think that it shows your integrity by making that a priority within your your office. <laughs> and let me interrupt okay. you just for a second, Sheriff, to say this. 
talking to you, I'm just uh, amplifying your point you just made right there. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to. Oh, you're good, good. I just told the sheriff to <laughs> stand <laughs> down. Good Lord. Stand down. Good Lord. Uh, but, Today's Brian's last yeah, day. It's my last day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But he made it. I mean, he when everything happened this weekend, and we're going to talk about that here in a few moments. He wanted to get this out as soon as possible. He didn't want to wait a week. He didn't want to wait, you know, a, a period of days. The sheriff got in touch with me and like, listen, we need to hit this head on. Was infinitely more open than I would have probably been in the same position. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you in your question, sure. but I just wanted to make that point that that wasn't my idea yesterday. That was his idea to uh, get the media in there and to, to show them this is what we have here in Lenore County. And I thought it was a great, great idea. Please, you want to re-ask your question to the sheriff? or Well, well yeah. And I, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I just think that it, it shows the sheriff's level of integrity by, you know, that, that everyone in the county, whether they are, you know, they live at the top of the hill or whether they are um, currently being held in our jail, deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Yeah, and, and how has that been a priority? I'm sure it's probably not something that you were thinking about, uh, you know, was not the number one uh, speaking point when you were running for sheriff, but how has that become a priority and, and how have you prioritized that? Now, people that are incar incarcerated, they're in there for a reason, but that don't mean they can't be um, – treated with dignity and respect um you know we got a job to do to, to protect them because they are locked down um 22 hours a day uh, they don't have access to anything like that so it's a priority of mine to treat them with the dignity and the respect and um and things like that while they're, they're on my watch um and obviously it's jail it's not going to be a great place to live it's, you're not going to be home enjoying all the comforts of your home life and stuff like that but we do provide things to them like a tablet and um and other other things like that, just to you know, I think we stepped up up our game in Lenore County Jail, um, and they get things that normal jails don't get. But that's just a um, and and that's an educational piece too. Uh, we, they take educational classes. We discussed that yesterday. Um, they can communicate with their family by via telephone or text messages at the touch of a pad. Um, so things like that is that um, I think it's important to you know. It relaxes the person. Uh, it relaxes the inmates that are in jail too. We don't have the problems they used to have. Um, so, you know, it works both ways. And I know in that voice you listen to, that Sheriff Jackie Rogers here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. Uh, uh, myself, Mike Martin, uh, we're talking to him right now. And let's go ahead and delve into uh, what's happened here in the last couple of weeks here in Lenore County. And again, uh, we made this point with the media yesterday. We can't go into details because the State Bureau of Investigation is still investigating the uh, the death of the inmate uh, over the weekend. But uh, I just want you know some of the questions that were asked yesterday, and you addressed uh, before they were even asked. Uh, we really do. When I say we, I mean you do, and your jail staff. They work hard to uh, make sure that everyone is treated fairly, that they are uh, treated humanely. Uh, I know we had had, uh, on one of the TV stations, uh, had interviewed someone said, Oh, there's inhumane conditions at the Lenore County jail. I just wanted you to address that. And again, as much as you can about the passing of the inmate, but I, but with the knowledge that you can't go into detail since it's still under investigation. All right. Um, that's certainly not the truth. 
Um, you, we I've showed the whole community yesterday. I showed the public yesterday of what what we got in our jail. Um, that that's not true. We treat everybody with dignity and respect. Um, the females are treated just like the males, and um, and it's it's a tragic event. It's a tragedy that we lose somebody, especially in the custody of the sheriff's office. Um, you know, we we try to put things in place. We try to, you know, this is our third one in a year, and we have. Um, it's, it's tragic. The first two were suicides, and and uh, this one is you know still under investigation. I can't discuss how what, what occurred, um, but it was not a suicide. Um, I think that anytime you have a facility where you um, where you try to do everything right, and then things go wrong, and 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 things like this happen, um, and you know we're gonna still do everything right. We stepped up our game, and and things that we saw in this investigation that we could change or we can do better and uh and we're going to continue to do that it's just um you know you got i think this morning we got 225 people into custody i mean we got well 13 of them was on house arrest but you know the rest of them's in custody of our responsibility and um but we're going to still try to do things right and and try to stay ahead of the game and we learn from every everything that happens and um but this this is a tragic event. I mean, this is tragedy for the family, and and this particular situation, the uh, the lady was from um, another state, um, and we were having problems getting in touch with the next kin. I think we've had to call the numbers that we were using was the numbers that she communicated with, and they want next to kin. So we had to go th- several steps to go to them, and in, in, including contact the law enforcement agency and where she lived at, and try to try to get that done. Um, but I think the way we did contact them was we told one person and they told another person they finally contacted her, which is awful that it took two days to notify the next again. Um, and But that's the way it worked. How soon do you think, and this has been a question we were asked yesterday and uh, several times, what, what kind of window are we looking at when we're going to be able to give uh, some of the details out of uh, that situation, do you think? I mean, approximately, it doesn't have to yeah. be exact, but approximately. We, um, they, they have done the autopsy. Uh, once we get the toxicology report back, we can, um, you know, the SBI will finish their case. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have several interviews to do. And uh, we, yeah. we yeah. 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 One thing that I, I think is incredibly important that that sheriff you just said was we're still learning. You know, it, it, you did not take this position with a hard, fast stance that you were omniscient, all knowing. You're learning, and and talk about that a little bit. It to be to be malleable to to go into a position of leadership but with the perspective that you have the opportunity to grow in knowledge and and in that way change the trajectory of the sheriff's department anybody that leads anything is is got to welcome change and it's got to welcome knowledge and got to welcome I mean, things that you can do better every day I go to work I'd look at things and and I look at things how I can do it better I mean, can we, can we do it better? Nobody's perfect, and you've always got to know that there's something else out there that we can do better or something, something you know, you learn from tragedies. Tragedies happen, and we learn something from every one of them. And um, so that, you know, you've got to be willing to change. You, I don't know everything. You know, I probably don't know a lot. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if, um, 
you know, you've got to be willing to do that. And I think anybody in the leadership role should be willing to do that, to change things. Um, I'm all about change. I'm, I can I can change today. And, um, you know, if you can tell me a different way of doing it, a better way of doing it for, to benefit all the people. Wouldn't that be great if everyone that held a position of leadership well, took that stance? <laughs> I use the, and I, and I don't think you'll mind me. I hope you don't. I hope we don't get off the air and you go, Hanks, why did you share this? <laughs> but the thing that I admire the most, and as someone who led a newsroom with 20 people in the newsroom at one time, I mean, obviously not you know, a sheriff's office the way that you have, but what I love that you do in your office is when people come through the door of your office, you said this yesterday, and again, I hope I'm not, not revealing too much, but rank comes off your shoulder, uh, titles go away. You want to do what is best for Lenora County, and if it's the lowest person in the room, like the PIO, or if it's uh, Major Tim Dilday, who we're going to talk about here in a few moments too, you want to hear everybody's thoughts, and you want to know what everybody thinks to make the county a better place. Right. Now, once I came into office, we had our first captain's meeting. We call it a captain's meeting. It's captains, majors, and, and the sheriff. Uh, but when they come in my office, we got a table there that seats eight people, and I told them the first day, I said, we can step in this room, and we meet at this table. This table is open for everybody. When you step in that room, you take off your rank. I'm not the sheriff anymore. You're not the major, and you're not the captains anymore. Everybody's on the same page. Tell me what the problems are and how we're going to fix them at this table. We solve all the problems at the sheriff's office at this table, but when we walk out that room, everybody's on the same page. There's no argument. There's no disagreement. We solve it at this table. We take it out into the field, and it has worked great. And, um, you know, it, there's no discrepancy where we all stand. Um, we Everybody has an uh, opinion about everything, and I want to hear it. That is awesome. Let's go back to the jail just for a second because I do want to wrap uh, that up. I know one of your uh, one of the issues that you've been facing, and I know because uh, you're reminding me all the time, hey, let's get the ad back out there on Facebook and on social media and all that, but it has been hard to uh, to get employees at the jail. You've done a great job filling out the deputy force, but or you know the deputy and that, that side of it, but why do you think it's – well, first – how important is it for you to fill those positions at the jail and you want to get them back up or get it back up, which has never been, I don't think, up to 100% or whatever, as close as you can to it. And why do you think it's been so hard to uh, to fill those positions at the jail? I, I just think that people don't know what the job is. Um, they don't know what it is, and they um, kind of filter away from it. Um, but it's a good job. It, it's got great benefits. Um, He's great. It does pay great. Yeah. And uh, But I just don't pe think people know about it. And those know what what goes on and what it is in and things like that. And, you know, people that work in the field, you know, we, we've met with our staff the last two days and uh, in the detention facility, and, you know, they go in there and says, this is a pie job yeah. if you do everything right. Do yeah. what you're supposed to do. In there. But we have um, – now, this is not a Little County problem. It's happening all over state. I talked to – That was a point you made yesterday too, Sheriff. I talked to other sheriffs, and every sheriff has an issue with, with um, the detention. Now, some sheriff's offices have problems on the sheriff's side. I've not had that problem. The sheriff's side is on, uh, it's wonderful. You know, we've, we're full of staff. Um, I've got people wanting to come to work daily. Um, so I think we've, you know, we've done something in our community that everybody wants to be a part of, especially law enforcement. And um, so I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm not proud of where we are in the detention facility because, you know, everything that happens in, 
all the good stuff. I can take advantage of all the good stuff, but I got to take, you know, what it comes with the bad stuff too. And I'm, I'm going to stand front. It's, it's my responsibility to take care of it. And that's who I am. And that's what I'm going to be about. Very wow. good. I tell you what, uh, this is as good a time as any. I got to thank our uh, title sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks show. It's UNC Lenore healthcare, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview here on the show every day. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to uh, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's jump right back into it is the uh, Honorable Sheriff of Lenore County, Jackie Rogers, with myself and Mike Martin this morning. And uh, we really do. Uh, I got to tell you, I've, I've really only known you just for a little bit over a year since I came back as PIO. At, uh, and I didn't really want to come back, but uh, – you and Mike James uh, convinced me to come back, and I've really, I, I don't regret it one bit. I really do enjoy having, being in service to you in the county. I, but having said that, let me say this I've not heard you as shook over the phone we were talking as uh, what happened a tragedy a couple of weeks ago when uh, a three year old in the southern part of the county. Uh, I guess discovered a firearm and shot themselves. And again, this is another one of those situations where it's under investigation. We can't really go into details with that case. But, uh, again, when I say, Mike, he was shook, I mean, you could hear it in your voice talking to you on the phone. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, and I could see you, and I hope I'm not revealing too much again, oh, but yeah. I could see you getting emotional about it yesterday, uh, about the passing of a, of a small child. <sighs> Why did that hurt you? Why did that impact you so much, Sheriff? Um, well, I know the family. Okay. Um, we have any time a child is, is dies like that, you know, unnecessarily – we, um, you know, it affects everybody. It affected my whole staff. Uh, we had a debriefing afterwards, and, um, you know, we're all affected by it. Um, it's just a, it's a tragedy, and, um, you know, that could have been avoided. And, um, but it's, you know, it's a sad situation, and, you know, hopefully we won't ever have it again. Um, we've had two in two weeks. We had a two-year-old shoot a 17-year-old um, just about six days prior to that one. And, um, you know, I just want to remind people, you know, if you got small kids, please put your firearms up. Please store them safely so the kids can't get to them. Um, that would be my, my goal in life, to educate people enough to, to, that owns firearms. And I believe in firearms. I'm a firearm I'm a guy. lifetime member of the NRA. Okay, and I we, agree with you. But we, uh, you know, if you're going to be a responsible firearm owner, be responsible enough if you got small kids to, to store them in a safe place. And and saying that is, um, you know, like firearms and vehicles, um, you know, all the all the shootings and things like this. It, you know, studies have showed that these kids with ju with guns and gangs and stuff like that are getting these firearms from unlocked <coughs> vehicles. Um, and that's being a responsible firearm owner is store your store lock your vehicle or take your firearm in the house so that they won't have access to it. Uh, you know, and. Firearms for me is is a is a difficult thing. I, I'm a firm believer in everyone's right to own a, a firearm, a weapon. Um, you know, I think that there are, I, I think there's some limitations that that need to be associated with it. But a a, 
a long time ago, a, a pastor friend of mine in Rocky Mount, who's now a member of uh, the state house, um, he and I were having a conversation one day, and it was about a different subject, but it really rang true to me when it comes to to guns is everyone wants to talk about the right, the right that I have to this, the right that I have to that. But what he said was, he said, no one wants to take into consideration the responsibility that comes with rights. You know, you have the right to drive whatever type of car you want to drive, own, you know, a, a gun. But with that gun ownership comes responsibility. And you, you spoke on it right there with, you know, if you're, if you're not securing your gun and it's stolen and used in a crime, then in some way you were somewhat responsible for what happened. And I, I don't know the family associated with what took place or, you know, or the, the two-year-old as well, but how do we reconcile that? How do we, how do we reconcile that someone didn't take responsibility in the right way for something that they had the right to have, but it resulted in the death of a three-year-old? How, how, do, we, how do we reconcile that? Well, I, I think education, uh, teaching people, you know, or telling people that, you know, the ways to store the firearm, especially when young kids are in the in the house. I think the the court system's going to, you know, have a say in that. I think once you, you know, you commit, you do something like that, it's obviously a crime, and, and you'll be charged, and, and you'll go to court, and you'll have your day in court. Um, but, you know, I think the educational part of it, to get in front of it, I don't want to see it happen again. I mean, that is a horrible oh, I event. Can, I can't and, imagine. And to, and to see a beautiful child like that, a beautiful child, and uh, it's it's a horrible event, and it's 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 a terrible, sad, and I mean it's, it's sad for me, and you know, it's sad for everybody involved, and and the parents is um you know you, you make a mistake, but that mistake is going to be with you for the rest of your life, and 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 I I feel sorry for the parents, and the um, it it was it was god awful. I mean it was um I've been to many many. Children uh, has passed away over my t- over my career and with the highway patrol and um, it's a tragic thing and and they stay with you for the rest of your life no matter who you are you know the law enforcement involved and everything it, it's going to stay with you for the rest of your life and you will always remember it I can imagine and um, but it's you know you try to tell people do the right thing if you got a firearm in the house and you got small children please store it where they can't get to it um, you know when I was a I was a trooper, and we had small kids, and Don and I had two boys. And when they were small, you know, I would make sure every time I came home from work, I would put my gun in a safe place. Now, I wouldn't unload my gun because, you know, I'm a firm believer that you got to right protect your home and protect your family. I would not unload my gun, but I would put it in a place that my children never go. My children just don't go there, and I would put it in a place that there's no way they can get it. I wouldn't tell them where it was. I wouldn't let them see me put it up. And things like that, and we were, um, and and Dawn, if you know Dawn, she is she's hardcore, and, and you know, <laughs> you know, if I came home, under and, understatement of the day, right there, <laughs> she is, and uh, you know, if I came home and was getting undressed, and I put, she said, you put that somewhere else, you know, 
I watch, look, my dad was in law enforcement, and I watched my dad every day when he came home. He took his pistol out of his holster, and it went on top of the china cabinet. And I mean, my brother and I, there were no, there was no way that we could have reached it. I mean, like I watched him do it every day. And it's, it's interesting to hear you say that, but, but my dad taught the hunter safety course and yeah. And, and yeah, I think, yeah, education is really incredibly important. And yeah, I, I would like to see us reach a point where, you know, I think anyone who who operates a boat needs to have some sort of license to operate a boat. I feel the same way about a firearm. I mean, like there there needs to be some sort of qualification to own something that can do that sort of generational life altering damage. I agree. The um but it's it's just um, I don't know. I think the education portion of it should be to, first of all to try to prevent things like this from happening. Because it's um, I don't ever want to see it again. And uh, to have two incidents like that with a two year old and a three year old got got access to a gun, it's just incredibly you know just you know not the right. It is. It's terrible. That voice you listen to right there, that's Sheriff Jackie Rogers of Lenore County, Mike Martin in here this morning, too, on the Brian Hanks Show. Tell you what, we've talked about some really heavy stuff here in the last 20 minutes. I want to talk about some cool stuff. And I had you, I had you on since right after you were elected. Uh, and I just, you know, we introduced you to everybody who didn't know you at that point. But one of the things you were just talking about is just family. And uh, you've got a beautiful family, beautiful wife. Your your kids are awesome. They're both taller than you. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You're a tall guy. How are, I'm you? six four. Yeah, you're six four. They're both uh, up there too. How proud are you that your boys, your two boys, have followed in your footsteps? I mean, I, and it is. I mean, they, they look just. Hey, you'll never be able to say, "Hey, those aren't my boys." I mean, they, they <laughs> they're marked. They are. They look just like you. I mean, uh, I've seen them a couple of times. They. They they stand up proud like you do. I mean, it's really cool. How proud are you though that your your children, your two boys, have followed in your footsteps? Man, that's that's it's great. I'm yeah. extremely proud. Um, to see them come along like I came along, and the 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 proudest moment is to actually see them go out there and work. They have, you know, I've always had a work ethic. I will go out there and give you a hundred percent, a hundred percent at a time. They give the same amount. They will go out there and put the work in every single day, and that's my proudest moment. Yeah. You know, you, you, you see your kids following your footsteps, and then to see them give the effort and the care they've got for the community and the care for their job, that's the proudest moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I drew from early, my oldest son, Drew, we knew from, that he was going to go in law enforcement fairly fairly young in high school. He, How did you know that? He, he, he talked about it all okay, the time. Okay. He, he talked about it, and um, he but Carson he never he never he never mentioned it at, through high school, and then he was at the community college, and um, but he never mentioned it. And uh, Dawn said, tells you this story all the time. She goes, she travels. She's a um, work comp coordinator for Smithfield, and she went out of town one week and came back, and Carson told her she he said, "I'm going to BLAT. I'm going to go into law enforcement," and she was like. And there was another, something else going on with my oldest son uh, with a girl, and she said, I leave town, and everything falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, but he he is – they are very good at it. They, yeah. they, 
They love it. My, my youngest son works for the Kenston Police Department, which I, I've worked at the Kenston mm-hmm. Police Department. My oldest son worked at the Kenston Police Department. The Kenston Police Department has given good to me and to my family. Um, but they love it. They love it like I love it. And they give as much effort as I give. That's the proudest moment I got. That is awesome. What kind of rock star is your wife? And I know that's, <laughs> oh, a, that, that's a layup I, question, I, but, but I'm I being very serious. <laughs> but, but I'm being very serious with the way. Listen, it's not easy for a wife to see her husband go out every day as a trooper, you know, and not. And I'm not trying to be maudlin here or anything, but not know if he's going to come home that that's night. Right. Not only has she done that now with her husband, now she's done it with her two children too. What kind of rock star is Dawn? She she's great. She's awesome. She is. Um, you know, I I did it for you know thirty years, uh, thirty two years, the twenty seventh of this month as I've, I've been in law enforcement. But she's been with me twenty eight years wow. of them, and you know I never saw the what she saw with me working and coming home and things like that until my children got involved in it. Now I see what she got, and she is. That's a perfect word for her as a rock star because she does it every day, and I can see the worry on. And I I try to get her to. Uh, she she talks about things. And I said we just can't. You know you can't worry about that. You're gonna worry yourself to the death. Yeah. And um, because I believe my children can protect yourself, and I I think they do a great job, and they got the mentality of that. I'm going home at night, and and to take care of business when when necessary. Um. But she's a mother, and she's a mother of three law enforcement officers now, and, yeah. and uh, she's a mother of two law enforcement officers and the wife of a, a, you know, the sheriff. But she, she's a rock star. She, I, I don't know how she does it. But we mate, need to have her on the show. My we wa- do. Next time you come my, on, let's bring <laughs> her in. My my wife texted and said, "Queen Dawn, she is <laughs> Queen Dawn." She, look, it, I tell you, if you uh, if you have the good fortune as I have to be around. Uh, the four uh, the four members of the Rogers family, um, you quickly learn that uh, a lot of their leadership attributes they got from Dawn, Jackie included. I mean, she's she's a tremendous uh, she's a tremendous leader. Um, Jackie, one thing I wanted to uh, to to talk to you about, and and, and one thing that early on in your campaign, a, a, a mutual friend of ours, um, who's now a pastor here in town, he, uh, he came by the dealership and we were talking and I said something about, uh, you know, somehow or another, the Jackie run for sheriff came up and this gentleman who had not always, uh, lived a positive life. He said, you know what? He said, uh, Jackie Rogers was probably the first person that ever called me, sir. And he called me, sir, while he was arresting me. Wow. He said, he said, Jackie arrested me. And he said, he showed me what respect is. He said, cause even in the position that I was in relation to him at that moment, he still showed me respect. How is that, you know, a, a principle in your life that you have cl- clearly, you know, shown your your sons? But but how do you carry that over into the position as sheriff, where, you know, someone being arrested, this is their first opportunity to change their life, and the respect you show them might be 
the tool that starts them down that path. How, how have you implemented that? Well, first of all, the the people that we arrest, we see them at their worst. And, and, and people that get arrested and they make mistakes and they do things, they're not necessarily bad people. Some people are bad people, and, and that's just the way it goes. But most of the people that I've had interactions with dealing with the Highway Patrol and the police department, they're not bad people. They just make mistakes, and they, they do things, and they get caught doing them, and, and we arrest them. But this job is never personal to me. I believe that everybody needs respect until they, until they don't need it anymore. Everybody I deal with, I respect them. I will say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, whatever I need, you know, whatever they deserve. Um, and that's just the way I was. And everybody that I've arrested, I've arrested a lot of folks in my career. At the end of the night when I'm putting them in jail or I'm, you know, at the master's office and or they're being released or whatever, I will tell them if I see you in the grocery store tomorrow, I'm going to I'm gonna say, still speak to you and I'm going to tell you, hey, because this job is not personal to me. It's a job. I do the job. And I'm going to do the job right, and I'm going to try to make the best decisions I can to do the job, but it's not personal. And I think everybody deserves respect until they don't deserve respect, That's my opinion. That's all awesome. of it. Well, I tell you what, uh, Sheriff, thank you for uh, your time today. Um, I sorry want, for – I do want ahead. to add this. Please. I do want to say thank you, Brian. Brian. You have changed the whole atmosphere at the Sheriff's Office of being at the Sheriff's Office. Um, you, have, you have put me, you know – where I needed to be, and you've got our story out, and you, you've done a great job, a great job, and I want everybody to know that. Well, and, I appreciate you saying that, Sheriff. And, and then on Amen. Mike's behalf, Mike has offered me something since I met Mike of, of a different perspective on on everything. You yeah. know, he's Mike and I got different opinions on a lot of stuff, you know, and but he gives me that perspective so I could take it. You know, I'm not the guy that's going to say, this is the way I'm going to think, and this is what I, I want to learn about everything. Mike, is, he offered me a different perspective on a lot of stuff, and I appreciate that. Well, it, look, I, I can't say enough kind things about you. I, in fact, before, uh, yeah. when, you know, when we were talking about you earlier, I talked about the first time we met at a local restaurant our wives were having margaritas <laughs> and, and Jackie and I, yeah, I tell about an issue that I have and you know, that next Monday, Jackie calls me. I'm in my boxers watching television. Jackie's like, I'm on my way up Greenbrier to come do what we need. And I was like, damn, I gotta, yeah. But I will say it until the cows come home. What makes Jackie Rogers, in my opinion, an amazing man is that when he says something, you can count on his word. Yeah. He's, he stands behind what he says. And, you know, I, I think, um, I, I think that the citizens of Lenore County are in very good hands under the leadership uh, of Sheriff Jackie Rogers and, uh, and anyone, um, that has the good fortune to to call Jackie Rogers' friend is a better person for that. So. Could not agree with that more. Listen, uh, Mike, thank you for being here for both so hours. It was a good time. Sheriff, I know you're super busy. I know how crazy your schedule is. Thank you so much for coming in this yes, morning sir. and sharing some time with us, okay? Yes, sir. I appreciate Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game, and we will wrap up the Wednesday, January 24th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. It's hump day. It's Wednesday, January the 24th in the year of our Lord 2024. It's now time to play the birthday game. It's this game that, with my dear friends, 
John Dawson, my partner in crime. I want it noted, Brian, that my competitor over here is juicing today. I just saw him ingest something. What was that that you just stuck between your cheek and gum? Steroids. <laughs> well, how often do steroids come in cheek and gum uh, fashion? He's on the juice. <laughs> it's a little, uh, a little nicotine to up my spirits. A little performance oh, enhancer. Okay. Well, that's a, is that what it is, you think? I believe so. Well, anyway, I said John Dawson. We ought to uh, introduce also Jonathan Massey. Oh, hey, Brian. How are you doing today? I am doing all right. I am you doing look, all right. You look dim-eyed and narrow-tailed. Yeah, Suave and deboner. Yeah. yeah, there <laughs> you go. There you go. Anyway, uh, man, so much to talk about before we jump in. This is the birthday game. It's brought to you every day by our good friend uh, Jock Pass Leg and Goeco Office Automate. Oh, Goeco Technology Service Providers. <sighs> anyway, but before we get to all that, we didn't really didn't talk about the playoffs so, uh, over the past couple of days. Playoffs. I don't want to talk about them now. Why is that? All? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we lost our. Uh, our oh, uh, yeah. Lost your what? But did you see our, 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 our playoff, uh, our fantasy playoff? We were in line to make some serious dinero, and uh -huh. uh, your boy Brian pretty much messed it up. I should have just let you pick the team, probably, right? Go ahead. You it's not going to hurt my feelings. No, I mean, we had a couple differing opinions, but honestly, it was – I didn't want to draft my homes anyway. I really didn't want to draft Kelsey. What would it have really changed? I might have taken Mike Evans. We could have had Mahomes, though. And you, would, you wouldn't have taken him without me? I wouldn't have taken Purdy. Okay. That's the only only thing I can say I'm with sorry. certainty. I'm sorry. I cost us money. If it had been you, you would have been here with a hacksaw <laughs> hacking off one of my limbs probably. At least Jonathan. <laughs> sorry, man. I didn't mean to put you in oh, that boy. spot there, John. I'll but, say wow. this. <laughs> you put us in a position no, I, to I, be. You attack one guy with a lead pipe and it follows you for life. <laughs> yeah. You put us in a position to get into the playoffs. You pretty playoffs. much put the team together uh, for the regular dude, season. You killed it in the one week I couldn't draft. You're right, Pur I don't know what I was thinking with Purdy. You know what I am, dude, and this is the truth. I No whatever. I'm a slave to projections. I'm, when I well, see, I really am, dude. When I see the, when I see projections, I always go with them instead. And I mean, ninety percent of the time, I'll go with it instead of going my gut. And my gut said we should have picked Mahomes. We should have picked Mahomes. This is the year we well, changed that, Brian. You know, Mahomes was like the seventh quarterback taken in the draft. I know. I think he was the last one taken. I think Jordan Love was last. Oh yeah, you know or what I think. One of them. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. We still, yeah, we still have a chance to make a little. You know, yeah, but we could have made eight hundred and fifty dollars. We could have made eight hundred and fifty dollars, John. And guess who cost us? This guy with two thumbs pointing right at himself. I could have talked him out. Tell of him it, who it is. Tell him who it is, John. Brian Hanks. I could have talked you out of it, but I didn't. Uh, Equal blame all around. No, no, no. I, I, I'm your father, and, you know, you were just following fatherly advice. And uh, Oh, no, I quit doing that years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. I Dude, am sorry. It, it it's does. a game. Oh, uh, yeah, but it's a game where we could have made $850, John. I mean, I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage now. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maris is having to look for acorns in the yard. But <laughs> this takes us back to the boat when you were on the boat the last time and you were up 250 and I said, if I got up to 50, I'd walk away. Oh, dude, you don't even want to know. I, I told you some of it, but there was a point I was up 530. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, what the hell is wrong know, with uh, you? Uh, yeah. 
record was? The year was 1969. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. January of 1969, in fact. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I mean, that would have eaten up. A so- bastard child was born in Sparta, North a, Carolina. A l- little excessive on the language there. <laughs> but that would have eaten up, what, 70% of your loss with the... With yeah, the- probably. You were born in almost a similar fashion as Ricky Bobby. Yeah, that's true. It is. He's actually, it's very true. Yeah, they were trying to get from Galax, Virginia to Elkin, North Carolina. If you look at it on the map, what's right in the middle, Sparta, North Carolina. And uh, little Brian just couldn't wait any longer to get out. This segment is sponsored by Goeco Technology Service Providers. And you won yesterday, 3-2, to two, John Dawson. So uh, you lead six days to five uh, here in, uh, in the month of January. So why don't you tell us about Jacques Pasileg and Goeco service provider. Well, Jacques Pasileg runs Goeco and they sponsor this segment. And uh, even if you don't like this segment, you got to realize that this show is the number one radio show, morning show in Lenore County. It is. Does Jonathan even know this yet? I don't know. We're number one. They got some rate, some cockeyed, cockamamie ratings from somewhere, and we're. Let, gonna, let we're me gonna, tell you. Let yeah. me tell. You, I can't go into exquisite detail here. Jonathan doesn't know yet. We I talked about it a couple, a little bit on the show this week, but we might as well break it out here on Wednesday, January. The we'll 24th. be back to your ad in a second, Jock. Yeah, Jock, we'll be back. You're right. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, but uh, I get a call Friday night at 6:30, and my phone says Tony Denton. So I'm like, what the hell has John done again? Yeah, you Well. One of the three of us. Yeah, one of the three of us. I don't care. Just go ahead and say what you said originally. (laughs) I love you, John Dawson. I don't care. So, anyway, anyway, I answer the phone and Tony Denton, the big boss man, the king of all ENC media, he's a general manager of six different stations here in, uh, in Eastern North Carolina, Dick Broadcasting. Okay, it's awesome. Tony is giddy. He tell said, the man what happened. Oh, I'm getting ready to tell him. It's, 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 it's good storytelling, John. It's, it's going to be back. Easter I, in a minute. <laughs> I'm laying the, I'm laying the foundation here. He needs foundation. You got you got to paint the setting before you can get to the Gone main. with the wind was not this long. <laughs> He's not wrong. Get on with so it. So anyway, he uh, asked me, or he basically just comes out and says, uh, guess who is the number one radio show in Lenore County, in Kenston and Lenore County, uh, I guess fourth quarter of last year, according to uh, the Nielsen's book or whatever, Mr. Nielsen, Mrs. Nielsen, whoever it is. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie. <laughs> I'm getting ready to smack both of you. <laughs> that was good. Uh, it's not uh, the big blowtorch WRNS, 100,000 watt station. It's not Bob 933, 100,000 watt station. No, 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 stay, stay with us. It's not any of the other stations that air here throughout uh, Kenston and North County. Guess what it is, Jonathan Massey? I'm hoping it's us. The Brian Hanks Show pulled a 16 share. I don't know what that means, but pulled a 16 share, and it was the number one it radio show. out of show. all the slices of radio pie, we had a 16, and it was the largest slice. That's what it means. Okay. I did not know that, but oh, schmucks. I want to thank Tony Denton for calling me and telling yes. me that. It was awesome. He didn't have to call me and tell me that, but we are the number one. As hard as it is to believe, we're the little show that could. Hmm. On the little radio, on the little 5,000-watt radio station that could. Especially with our original uh, show mantra, I know we can't. I know we can't. <laughs> I know we can't. I know we can't. Dude, you are part of the number one radio show in Lenore County. Uh, I don't know what else to say. It's kind of crazy. It I is mean, crazy. <clears throat> we're, the, we're the new age Carlisle and company. 
He was the number one. He was the WRNS morning guy. Oh yeah, yeah. For eons. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're beating him too because he's. Well, on he's there. not there anymore. Well, but not with WRNS, but he's with another. I think he's with some radio station that we compete against. Let's not start a radio war. Yeah, you're right. Let's do it. Jonathan Massey, we're number one. <laughs> he's doing his West Side Story, <laughs> snapping his fingers over here. How about that, dude? <laughs> I'm, I'm. You know what? All I can say is, uh, I don't know how we did it. I'll, I'll never understand it. I'm sure it was a mix-up with the paperwork, but it I'll had it. to be. It yeah. had to be. That's the way. I mean, dude, come on, man. We're a station that makes stupid jokes and well, not station. Uh, not the station. Shows. Yeah, the show. Yeah, don't, blame the, show. don't blame the station. Yeah, yeah, don't blame the station. But uh, we're a, we're a little show that you know wears out jokes. That's me. That's we're, we're, we're 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 gym rats. <laughs> we're. Uh, we're, we're scrappy. We are scrappy. Got a lot of heart. Yep, yep, We yep. start commercials and take 10 minutes to get back to them. <laughs> yes, we do. Not great athletes. Mm. Yeah, I was a pretty good athlete. Well, no, I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? But you are part of the number one That's radio exciting. show in Lenore County. Yeah. I'm we're sure. Pulling a, we're pulling a two-share in Wayne County, which had never happened before. Wow. We're booking home <laughs> in Onslow County and uh, what was that? Craven County. It's got to be. And this isn't me blowing smoke for you, but it's got to be your selection of guests. Has to be. Uh, and my co-host too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Mostly the guests. <laughs> I think they took the poll the day the birthday game was in the first hour. That's what shot it through. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this segment is sponsored by Jacques Passelig down at Goeco uh, Technology Service Providers. We're going to take ten years to stop saying the original read. Not that we're reading anything, no, no. but uh, technology is, uh, whether you like it or not, that's the way everything's going. You're not going to be able to make a bologna sandwich in a few years without some kind of AI support. And uh, if you want to get on that train so you're not left behind, you need to go see Jacques, and he'll uh, he'll make it simple. He'll make it understandable, <laughs> and he'll help you with your cold. <laughs> Sorry. Mm, back to you, Brian. Uh, well, I'm going to send it over to our son, uh, Jonathan Massey, over there. <laughs> Sorry about that sneezer. That talk about catch somebody by surprise. That caught me by surprise. Tell yeah. us about uh, how we can get in touch with Jacques Pasolik. Well, you can pick up the phone and dial 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his website at goeconc.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information. Back to I you, Brian. I like it. I love it. I want more of it. Hey, let's. Uh, we've got three... Uh, <laughs> We've got three musical hints, and it starts with this. I'm out. Uh, gosh, there's so many good songs here. Let's pick this one. It's too loud, I know. Sorry. Well, there once was a fella named Willard McBain. Is that Ray Stevens? It is Ray Stevens. Today is his birthday, John Dawson. This is It's Me Again, Margaret. Oh, okay. And what's fun about this, uh, did you know that Crime Stoppers and our good friend Danny Rice, hold on. It's me again, Margaret. <laughs> All right, Danny Rice. <laughs> he plays, they do this song for Crime Stoppers, and Danny acts like he's flashing. Where does okay. this take place? Uh, on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Just look up Crime Stoppers and Danny Rice, and you can watch. You didn't know about this? How have we not talked about, ever talked about this? Oh, no. <laughs> but it is. Uh, uh, but this is Ray Stevens, but Danny Rice does it, 
and it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I can dig it. Uh, so when you guys get through with the show today, go Google that or YouTube it, and you can see Danny Rice in a phone booth. It's me again, Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, Ray Stevens over there, uh, John Dawson. How old is he today? 83. You say 83. What do you say, John? Is a Massey? 84. Uh, you were closer. He was born January 24th, 1939. So he is indeed 85 years old today. So uh, congratulations Ooh. there, John and Jonathan Massey. We're not going to play the rest of this, I guess. Yeah. It's a funny song. Tell them what the song's about there, John Dawson. Uh, perv on the phone. <laughs> that was perv on the You described you know, I it get, in four I, words. And then we took ten minutes to describe the four words. <laughs> but that's how we became number the one. Number one. There you go. Okay, here's our next. Uh, it's a musical hand again here. Uh, oh, I like this song. Well, it's a duet, so uh, it's the the guy in this song, okay? Look at this face. Oh, Aaron Neville. Aaron Neville, Singing indeed. with Linda Ronstadt. There you go. What's the song? I don't know much. But I know I love you. <laughs> That's a pretty good year. The touch, you might the as well. feel of cotton. He sang that too. Oh yeah, he did. I love you. I think his mole sang harmony on it. <laughs> uh, what year, dude? I mean, you've hit all the other ones. You might as well try for the oh, year. Oh boy, nineteen ninety-one, ninety. Ah, you're close, eighty-nine. Okay. Hey, dude, I wouldn't have got within a decade probably. So good job, dude. Uh, Aaron Neville over there. Uh, oh, too loud. Uh, Aaron Neville. <laughs> 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 <sighs> you got a little on your chin. Do I? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay, Aaron Neville over there, Jonathan Massey. Um, 64. You say 64. What do you say, Jonathan Parrott Dawson? 74. <laughs> Dude, you could have gone nine more years. Because mm, we're on January 24th, 1941. He is 83 today, so congratulations there. Uh, God, I have my microwave. He have a he was with the Neville brothers out of New Orleans, and he had a solo hit called "If You Don't Know Me by Now." Yeah, I remember that. The 60s, I think. In my defense, it was 34 years ago, or yeah. well, 35-ish, that this song came out. I'm 34. I was born in '89. I just added 30 and went with it. Okay, well, uh, you did I terrible. I was wrong. <laughs> you did not. It's one-to-one, one, uh, our last musical hint here, John Dawson. I, I'm going to pick a song. This is a good one, a good artist. I'm going to pick a song. If I you don't like it, tell me another one to play, okay? Mm-hmm. Found out not only, not only is he a, uh, a, a, uh, what am I trying to say? Musician. A great musician. He's also a great songwriter, too. We'll get to that here in a second. You'll be able to tell us more about that. That Neil Diamond? I like Neil Diamond. Yeah, I'm not like super fan, but I was going to play uh, Sweet Caroline. Yeah, but man, we that, that's one everybody plays, man. This is Forever in Blue Jeans. Oh, yeah. I think about Will Ferrell every time I hear yeah. this. Neil Diamond, who also wrote songs for the Monkees. 
Yes, he did. At Stepping, is it Stepping Stone or uh, I can't remember. Yeah, but he wrote some songs. It was Boyce and Hart and Neil Diamond wrote a bunch of those. What was the song uh, on Shrek? I like this song. This is anyway, Neil Diamond over there, uh, John Dawson. He wrote Red Red Wine. That was his hit in the '60s. Really? UB40 did it in the '80s. Oh, UB40 killed it, but not as good as the original one. Man, now I want to hear it. I mean, I believe you. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know he wrote that. That makes me want to. Come on. Ah, there it is. And dancing. It can't walk. Ah, okay, here we go. Here's Red Wine. Red, I did not. Red wine. And he also wrote Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon that they covered in Pulp Fiction. Go to my I did not know that. Listen to this. Make me forget that I Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Their version was pretty close to his version. I think it Urge Overkill did it in the movie. Yep. Okay. I did not know that he wrote this and performed it. Did you know? I had no idea. Okay. Neil Diamond over there, uh, John Dawson. How old is he today? 80. You say 80. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 81. How about this? He was born the exact same day, year, everything is Aaron Neville, January the 24th in the year of the Lord, 1941. How about that for a lot of musical talent born on one day? Wow. We're both 83 years old today, uh, Neil Diamond and Aaron Neville. That is good. I, honest to God, never knew that. I'm going to have to listen to that later. We're, we're kind of getting long here, though, so I'll go ahead and cut that off. Uh, who got, You got that, Jonathan Massey. You're up two to one. He, ironically, we were just watching it a few moments ago. He was Andy on The Office and was in all three Hangover movies. It's Ed, Ed Helms. Helms. Look at y'all. Ed Helms. Uh, pretty funny, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He played Rusty Griswold in the new Vacation movie. Which... Was, it was terrible. Terrible. I know. I watched it. I tried to watch it anyway. Uh, Ed Helms. Funny. You like him? I like him, yeah. I like him on The Office. I thought. Did you see Hangover? Any of the Hangover movies? Uh, I did. He was good in Hangover movies, too. He always sung in it. <laughs> yeah. In uh, all three of them. <clears throat> the Tiger song. Yeah. That was fun. Um, Ed in fact, one of, my, one of my favorite quotes from The Office comes from his character. And I wish there was a way you, would kn you knew you were in the good old days before you were already out of them. That's actually pretty wise. Yeah. yeah. Isn't like the one of the last couple of episodes. Okay. Ed Helms. How old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? You lead two to one? 50. Did you know that or was that a guess? Educated guess. I was pretty sure it was right around there. He was, indeed. He was born January 24th, 1974. He is 5'0", 50 years old today. So congratulations over there, uh, Jonathan Massey, you've already clinched the day, three to one. Uh, we'll uh, play this last one anyway, John, just to make you feel special. Uh, it's a dead person. He died in 1982. John Belushi. John Belushi. How many years ago was that? Uh, 82, 42 years ago. But if he were alive today, today is his birthday. Uh, I think I know how old he was when he died. But okay. I guess we'll find out in a second. You said it was 42 years ago. Uh, 1982 was indeed 42 years. 75. Ago. Must be a member of the 33 Club, yeah. I guess, then, right? Yeah. Well, how about that? You and perfect there for uh, John. Massey wins today 3-2. It's tied six days to six. 
Man, what a great show today, man. Really want to thank Mike Martin for joining me, Michael Martin in our first hour, and then Sheriff Jackie Rogers here in our second hour. Tomorrow, we're going to have a lot of fun. We've got Zach Holcomb and Jacques Passleg in the first hour, Jason Bryant in our second hour. Can't wait for that. You know that's going to be full of energy. Listen, have a great hump day. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow on The Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.